What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel. And let's go ahead and get this conversation started by talking about the goal. The goal of this is to create basically an army of property owners, because personally, I feel that, as we all know, if you control your space, you control more of your life. There's empowerment in that. Whenever you know that the space is yours, that you make the decisions ultimately for that space, the energy is different of the, of the space itself, but also in the way that you move and walk in life. There is empowerment in it. And so I want to see more of us realize that empowering dream of owning your own property and not only owning it as in being a homeowner, but making money off of your property because uh, I know for me for example you know when I was first asked if I wanted to buy a home my first initial reaction was well no because I don't want to have a mortgage um, even if it means you know paying a little bit you know more per month I don't I didn't want a mortgage because it felt like to me like well, why not just go ahead and rent it's the same concept right so I wanted to buy property where I could actually lower my cost of living because to me if I'm gonna buy something it has to actually add to my life. It has to add comfort to my life. It has to add joy to my life. And so by getting a mortgage, I didn't want it to just be this thing that was a burden to me because that's the reason why I'm such a minimalist in the way that I live my life is because I don't want to be a servant to things that I have to take care of. It's like people running around buying the, the you know newer cars, newer phones, newer whatever. I've never been that type of person because I don't wanna serve things. And so in that mission, when I talk about this, a lot of people have the same hurdle that I had initially because we all want the empowerment, but we are we feel intimidated by the process. We feel intimidated, first of all, by our credit. Because we hear that term and we automatically assume that, you know, only a certain portion of our population in the United States is going to have good credit. And we go into all of this, the negative mindset and the negative messages. But I want you right now to shake that off. You have a dream of owning your own properties and, you know, living the life that you want to live an empowered life, then you have to go ahead and say, yes, I have this hurdle, I have this struggle, but I know that if I find the information, I can overcome whatever the hurdle may be. So I'm gonna start with a conversation about my journey where it began was getting my credit into a situation where I could even borrow the money to buy an investment property. When I first got started, I had a very low credit score. Um, I want to say it was somewhere in the mid 500 area, like 550 area or something like that. Um, and the biggest issue on my credit report were my student loans, because a lot of us ended up getting student loans at some point in our education history and um, they had defaulted. And I wasn't able to even locate who even had the loan. Um, all of this got started around 2007. Um, a lot of the loans in Louisiana had been um, had been sold or maneuvered following Hurricane Katrina. And so it was a struggle even locating them, even to try to do anything about them initially. But once I did, I got made a phone call. That's as simple as that. I made a phone call. Um, I called into my um, provider. Uh, which if you don't know who your loan provider is, the way that I found it was by going online, um, looking up the student loan servicer 
um, and located their contact information and called them directly. I do not advise anybody to answer a phone call from a creditor and then pay them anything because you have no way of validating if that's even benefiting your credit. So called the servicer, uh, told them that I needed to know what my repayment options were. They offered me what's called a hardship repayment plan. Under a hardship repayment plan, you can pay as little as $5 a month and get all of your student loans back into good standing. You can do the accelerated version or you can do the normal version. The normal version is going to take nine months to get all of your accounts uh, into good standing. If you do accelerated, you can do that in six months. So I ended up doing the accelerated version, uh, paying the, the $5 every month on time, uh, and it was worth it. you know. And then after that, there's a lot of repayment options that are available, income-based and whatnot. Look into it and find one that's going to work for you. Don't look at your student loans as being a hindrance to you. Look at them as being a benefit because I'm telling you, that was one of the biggest boosts to my credit score was when my student lo loans went from being in default to being in good standing. Other things that you need to be prepared for, uh, I strongly advise everybody to sign up with creditkarma.com. That's something that you can do right now. Uh, go online, set up the account. It's not gonna be the FICO score. It's gonna be a Vantage score, which is not exactly the same, but it's very similar. So you can actually track um, what you're, how you're, you know, the work that you're doing, you can track and see if it's actually pushing your account into the right direction. If it's pushing your credit score into the right direction. Uh, sign up with Credit Karma. You can monitor things uh, through there. Also, I strongly advise everyone to work with a federal credit union when acquiring, um, you know, getting a checking account, getting a savings account, and also when it comes to rebuilding your credit later on in the process, they're going to come in very, very handy. So the things that you should be doing right now is starting up that repayment plan with your student loans if you have those, signing up with creditkarma.com, and setting up a checking and a savings account with a credit union. Now, another thing that I ran into was having to figure out um, all the old accounts, what to do with them. So a lot of the credit cleaners will go in and what they basically do is just wipe out all the negative accounts. That's not a good idea. If you want to rebuild credit, you need to understand that credit age is important. And so instead of you disputing that, that old account that's in a negative status, you need to see if you can maybe work out a payment arrangement with that creditor because if that's an old account, then there's it, it's going to boost your score by getting into a positive standing. Whereas if you simply removed it, you're losing your credit age. You see, that's where those credit repair people won't tell you that. So that's why you know I I share this information with you free. But if you want me to give you a little bit of guidance, hit me up. We can go through your credit report and kind of get a feel for what you should be disputing and what you should be trying to keep there and work out payment options with your creditors. Some of your accounts are going to be, you know, seven years old or older and supposedly, right, they're supposed to fall off because they're seven years old. Well, that doesn't always work that way. You have to monitor your report for yourself because this is your, your credit is supposed to be a financial resource. You shouldn't be aggravated or frustrated with this process. This should be something that you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. And you have to stay dedicated because it is a potential resource for your future advancement. So those old accounts, sometimes what they do is they sell them. So one creditor um, will have your account and then they reach their seven year mark 
Well, they don't want to just lose out entirely. So what they do is they might sell it to a collection agency. And then now you have a new account. So your credit age has decreased because this looks like a new account. And now you still owe that same amount and you're still getting those negative hits on your credit score. So that's why you got to go ahead and take initiative now and do what's necessary to get these, these things taken care of. A lot of your creditors will make deals with you like five or 10 bucks. Um, some of your accounts might be collection accounts, might be charged off accounts. You need to dispute those. Those charged off accounts have been handed over to somebody else. And so it's not really benefiting you. There's nothing that you can do. You can't call that creditor and set something up because they don't even have the account anymore. So you can dispute the charged off account. But if you've got a negative account of some type, call them up, set up a payment plan uh, and start paying on it. And you can start reporting your payments to the credit bureaus just in case that creditor doesn't report it. Now, this is a lot of information and I'm not going to be able to fit it all into one episode, but at the basic root of it, you need to pull your credit report from annualcreditreport.com. That's the only one that gives it to you free. It is a, by law, they have, you're allowed to get a free report every year. You need to pull that you need to look at your accounts and decide which ones, which ones you're going to dispute, which ones can you take from a negative into a positive, and go ahead and get that process started. The other thing you need, like I said at the beginning, is creditkarma.com to kind of track your score and see that it's going in the right direction. Get that account started with the credit union because later on in the process, they are going to be a huge supporter of your vision. Now, some of you are going to be in my situation we have to deal with the student loans. Um, so go ahead and call them up as well. Get them on a hardship repayment plan if you are eligible for it. A lot of people will be. And go ahead and get all of these accounts going in the right direction. Get these accounts working for you. Now, the other thing that you have to remember is when you're, you're going toward a goal of acquiring real estate, so there's a couple of different mortgage options out there. Um, FHA is the one with the lowest credit requirements and also a lower down payment amount. Conventional loans will require a little higher credit score, but they offer, you know, it, it's, they offer a little more independence in what kind of property you can purchase. So there's the benefit of the conventional, right? FHA has a little more regulations when it comes to the condition of the property and you know and other factors that we can go into at a later time um, so basically you're trying to reach that credit score so if you're starting from a similar area to where i began which is around a 550 area um it may take a little while you know maybe to get up to the the 610 or the 620 but to be honest it's going to take you probably about a year maximum some of you right now might already have a high enough credit score to get the FHA or the conventional loan. So this is why checking out your information on Credit Karma lets you know where you stand. You need to know that because some of you could actually buy something at the beginning of this next year. Some of you might be ready by the summer of 2019. And some of you might only have to wait until December of 2019 or January of 2020. The point is that within a year, the majority of people who are listening to this podcast will have an opportunity to buy a property and advance your lifestyle. So in this particular episode, all I wanted to focus on was my journey with facing my credit reality 
and getting that situated. Um, when I went from a 550 to about 585, it actually took me longer to do that because I wasn't as focused and I wasn't as dedicated. By the time I got to the 585 though, I jumped up 100 points, 105 points to be exact, by the time I actually purchased my first investment property. That is huge. And the reason the difference between my move from the 550 to the 580 area, the reason why that took a long time, like I said, I just wasn't really all that focused and dedicated. I was kind of, you know, I had a lot of other things going on and we all do and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to go ahead and start your process though, whatever it's going to be. But when you do decide to be dedicated and focused, that's whenever you're going to see that 100 point jump and when you're going to get that low interest rate and get yourself set up for your economic advancement and an empowering future. This has been Word of a Rebel. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Every Sunday at 3 p.m., we're talking about Make It Green 2019. You can follow the hashtag Make It Green 2019 or the hashtag Word of a Rebel. Or once again, as I said, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'll be making posts on a regular basis. Every Sunday at 3 p.m., we're going to talk about the financial conversation and how you can get yourself set up for progress starting in 2019. Peace. Good morning, everybody. This is Word of a Rebel, and today we are going to talk about real estate and who should and should not participate. The first thing that will surprise you is that anybody, anybody who has a desire to have economic independence should participate in real estate investment. And a lot of people assume that they can't when actually they can Real estate investment is not something that is restricted to the most wealthy among us. It's not something that is restricted to people with um, a certain background or a certain level of knowledge. All it has to do is with access to information. That's it. It's just access to information. One of the first barriers and hurdles that a lot of people tend to give up with is their credit score. And in a future episode, I'm going to speak a little bit more about how to um, raise your credit score. But for this episode, I really want to encourage you on seeing the, the reason why you should participate in real estate investment or why you should be involved in some way, shape or form. So whenever you invest in real estate, I'm not talking about buying a single family home and then having to be you know, burdened by that mortgage without receiving any type of income benefit. When I say real estate investment, what I mean is setting yourself up to live in a low cost situation, reducing your cost of living so that you can have your houses and properties generate income for you. One particular situation that I want, I'm actually I'm gonna talk about two different situations. I'm gonna talk about my own situation and the situation of a friend of mine. So in my situation, I bought a double. It's a, it's a duplex, it has two units. I live in one, I rent out the other. What that does is allows me to reduce my cost of living so that I can then have more money to set aside and invest in future properties. Um, also, because I now own the property and there's so much space in it, I have a room set aside for um, classroom space, meeting space, studio space that people can utilize. Uh, it allows me to generate additional income in that capacity. So, um, another person that I want to mention to you is someone who will be buying a condo. Now, for the purchase of this condo, it's a low-cost investment. Um, her overhead is going to be very, very low, and so that her uh, cost of living will be reduced, and she can then take her extra money, put it into savings, and invest in her next property. 
so she can continue to live in the condo if she wishes or she could then buy a, a duplex a double or a multi-unit three or four unit property move into one of those and then rent out the condo as its individual separate entity but the point is that she and i both with our first purchases are setting ourselves up to have a reduced cost of living so that we can have more financial freedom and independence to do the things that we want to do to grow and build business to travel to take classes to experience the world in the way that we all deserve to experience it so your goal with real estate investment is not to just buy you a single family house that you will then be burdened with but instead to set yourself up into an improved financial situation the next episode will focus on the credit story and the credit um building information again i do have episodes like that already here on anchor and itunes and wherever else you can find me um but i will be doing a a, a new one updated either later today or tomorrow once again this is word of a rebel you can reach out to me on instagram facebook twitter and youtube at word of a rebel peace the podcast you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.